In order to support this show and keep providing you tons of free content week after week, we need the help of some great advertisers, and we want to make sure those advertisers are ones that you actually want to hear about, but we need to learn a little bit more about you to make that possible. So go to podsurvey.com slash she and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better so that we can bring on advertisers that you won't want to skip through. Once you've completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply, but again, that's P-O-D. S-U-R-V-E-Y.com slash she. Thanks for your help. Did you hear the news? Own Your Everyday is officially a national bestseller. I can hardly believe it. But instead of celebrating this as my win, I want to celebrate it as our win. This is not a one-woman show, and I really believe the only reason this is possible is because of you. Every single one of you who's bought your copy or shared about it on your social media, or told your friends, or let your sister borrow it, you are part of helping grow this movement. All I can say is thank you, thank you, thank you. I truly cannot do this without you. And if you haven't grabbed your copy yet, what are you doing, girl? Join the movement and go get it. Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Walmart, it's there and it's waiting for you. And it's even available as an audiobook, and I'm the narrator. Seriously, pause what you're doing, go get it, and get ready to own your ordinary, imperfect, real, everyday life right here, right now, before you figure out anything else when it comes to your future, your dreams, or your plans. You are listening to The She Podcast. If it is your first time tuning in, welcome to the party. And if it is not your first time and you've tuned in before, welcome back. Uh, On today's episode is something a little bit different than what I've done before, but uh, not too long ago, this gal named Angie sent me a DM on Instagram, and it was how do we not know each other? Question <laughs> mark. I kind of laughed at that and we realized we had a lot of mutual friends and she is very much in the female entrepreneurship space. So if any way, if in any way in your life you have to market, whether it's for a nonprofit or for your company or for your school, or if you are a small business owner or dreaming of being a small business owner or having to market really anything in your life, Angie is the girl with all the, uh, with all the gold tips on that. She has been in the marketing world for a long time and really, really smart. So all that to say, she's a speaker, she's a marketing ninja is what she calls her herself, which I think is hilarious and really just a fun energy. So I hope you love this episode. I hope it serves you. I think there's a lot of nuggets of wisdom and just ideas and also really great tips to implement if you at all have to market anything. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Angie Lee. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Angie, welcome to the She Podcast, my friend. Hello, Jordan. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited we finally connected. I know. We were just laughing. Just for listeners' context off air, we were laughing about how it's crazy we've never connected, yet we have so many mutual friends and we're in the same kind of circles. And we were like, wait, how have we never heard of each other before? <laughs> I know. My friend's like, you'd like her. Do you know her? I'm like, no. And then she's like, wait, she, you guys need to know each other. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I started creeping on you. I'm like, yeah, I like this girl. Wait, how, what? And then I started listening Same. to your show and I was like, oh yeah, she could be my friend. Oh yeah. Same brains. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, I am super excited to have you here and I think you're going to bring so much just insight and value to our audience, but also just, I love how fun and engaging your personality is. You do such a great job in so, on social media with really, um, I think empowering women in so many unique ways, also sharing your story, your, you know, 
wins and your losses and everything in between. And so I guess before we even dive into all that, I want to hear what's inspiring you. I always love finding this out from people who are doing inspiring things and inspiring others and empowering others in some way, whether that's in their life or their business or their relationships or all of the above. So I'm curious, what was the last inspiring, motivating, or life-changing book that you read? What's really impacted Angie Lee? Ooh, a book or a, a conference or a podcast yes, or what? A resource. What? What? A resource. resource. Yeah. Okay. Any resource. Honestly, I just got back from my fifth Tony Robbins, and it's it's not even. I mean, yes, it's him. He's fantastic. But I go as a leader now myself just to really fill up my motivational tank. And every time I leave, I'm reminded why I do what I do and mm-hmm. and hosting my own huge event similar to a UPW, I'm just like, you know what, this is, this is the vision. And I'm so inspired to help these people. And and when I look at the audience and see the look in their eyes of feeling hope, it just, it sets my soul on fire. So Mm. I would say that I just got back a few weeks ago and that, that really refueled my tank. And, you know, people forget that us as leaders, we need to do that ourselves because I need, I need my motivational bucket filled too. It's not like I can just keep giving it to women and then not, not be able to receive it or get it back myself. So that was really good for me to go to that and do that. So, so good. Honestly, I mean, even for us, we were recently at the same conference that you were at and we didn't even know each other at, the, at that point, oh, yeah, we yeah. Missed each other. but that was so good. My Matt, my husband and I, my, my Matt, my husband, Matt and I, we were there together and we left and we were like, you know, just getting to learn from others who know more than you. And also, again, being refilled by people who are like-minded, kind of understand what you do to some degree. Sometimes it can be a little bit isolating, you know, like having just that in and of itself was like, it wasn't even so much for the education piece. It was the like, I'm inspired again by being around people who inspire me, who challenge me, who motivate me, who lift me up and who sharpen me. And they don't even know I exist half the time, right? Some of them we knew, some of them we didn't. So I am right there with you. Sometimes having a live event can be even more impactful than really anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so with you. I'm so with you. I love it. I love it. Okay. So curious, (laughs) you are a speaker, a podcaster, you own multiple seven figure businesses, a lot of things going on, but I want to back up a little bit because I remember seeing somewhere that in college you were told by your advisor that it basically wasn't a good idea to pursue your own business. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hello. Like that's a little deflating. (laughs) Describe how that conversation went down because dang, like compared to what you're doing now, that is so night and day. So how did that conversation happen and what, what was your response? It was a pretty interesting day. I was in the dietetics program. I was going to become a dietitian. I'm a health and wellness freak. And I was going to go work at a hospital, make 40 grand a year, work 80 hours a week. And that was going to be it. But I always knew I had this entrepreneurial spirit. I was starting to monetize my wellness blog and no, I wasn't rolling in dough, but I, you know, it's like, I always joke and say the first $5 you make online, you realize if I can make five, I can make a million. It's just like, this transaction is possible. This is possible. And I walked into her office. They only accepted 40 of us into this high level dietetics program. I worked my butt off to get there. I took so many anatomy, chemistry, organic chemistry classes. I worked my butt off to get in there, finally was in there. And then it started to hit me that while I was in these classes, I would literally be responding to my audience or creating blog content or or creating video content. Mm -hmm. And I realized I wasn't there. I was there, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. there. And I knew that another girl deserved that spot. And I knew in my soul that I would never be in a position where I would need a resume ever. Mm -hmm. And so once I made that clear to myself, I said, wait, you can just leave college right now. Mm -hmm. Just go leave, literally get up, grab your books and leave. You're basically 
failing out of a lot of your classes because you're not paying attention because I would be in my dorm room recording mm-hmm. a video when I should have been at a chemistry test. Uh-huh. Literally, I wasn't studying. <laughs> oh and my I gosh, just was, girl. I was just so obsessed with learning how to monetize online and build a personal brand. And this is about nine, 10 years ago when I was 19. So you have to realize at the time there was no Instagram, there was no mm-hmm. Facebook live. There weren't a lot of these amazing platforms. There was podcasts, there was Facebook, but I was, it was like a crappy blog spot, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, I was just learning how to monetize with coaching and ads and a little bit on product ad space. And I went into the counselor and I said, I don't deserve to be here. And more than that, I know that I don't want to be here and this isn't for me. And I know that I'm going to figure something out where I don't even need a resume one day. And to be honest with you, I'm already a hundred thousand dollars in debt. This doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And I'm done. And she looked at me and she said, okay, we'll give you 48 hours to decide if you want to leave this program. Do you want to sleep on this? And I said, no. And I grabbed the pen. I signed the piece of paper. I grabbed my books. I don't know why I didn't need them anymore. Maybe I threw them in the trash (laughs) can. I'll take these with me. (laughs) I'll take these with me and go burn them. And I went down to the the elevator, called my mom and I was crying. And I said, I'm free and I'm done. And it was one of the best moments of my life because not only because, yay, no homework or no Mm -hmm. test. It wasn't that. It was a representation of who Angie is and who I am is someone who doesn't follow the rules. I have to feel free. And when you are in alignment with who you are and what you are supposed to be doing, it is one of the best feelings in the world. So I just cried outside of this (laughs) this building, basically just feeling so lost and confused yet so clear on what was about to happen. Hmm. And I haven't looked back. I haven't taken a test since. And I put my face down and that's where it all began was that moment of realizing I'm going to burn the boat, even if I'm hundred K in debt and I'm going to do this. <laughs> you know, I love that. My husband and I often talk about how, first of all, like, you know, I bet a mo- bunch of moms are going to hate us if they listen to this, but I will say moms and college students per se, but college isn't for everyone. Like, unless you're trying to be a doctor or a lawyer and you know, like, I don't know. I just think there's, especially now, like then that I could see why people would be like, oh my gosh. But now it's like, you can learn everything on the internet. My husband and I were like, we have learned more in three years of running a company together than we've learned, than we probably learned sitting in college classrooms about things that weren't even relevant to what we can actually apply in everyday life right now, you know? And so it's just like, it's not to say don't get an education if it's right for you, but it's like evaluate where you really want to go if you have any kind of clue and also understand what's possible and don't feel like you have to follow this one idea of this is the only way you can experience success or this is the only way that you can really follow your dreams. Like, yes, there are certain specialties, but I just love that story of you recognizing this isn't truly for me and I'm not going to sit here and waste time and also, you know, not and take up a spot that maybe someone else could actually really benefit from. So it's really knowing your personality and who you are and where you want to go. Um, and it's just so funny that you said that. Cause I mean, even for me, when I was first starting my whole entire personal brand, it started with a little Etsy store and I was answering customer service emails from like biology class. I like my senior year had to take biology one-on-one as like an extra elective. And I'm like, I do not care about a cell nucleus. Like I need to know how to figure out shipping labels and online marketing. <laughs> and all these things. And I did. And I remember feeling like I basically hardly passed that class, but it served me well. I just always felt like such a goofball, you know, like, I wonder if people yeah. know I'm sitting in a biology class answering these questions. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Don't get me started on, on college. I'm very against college. Actually. I think unless you need it for something very, very specific, I think the educational system is not breeding leaders. I think it's breeding followers. I think it doesn't really allow for the expression of creativity. I Mm -hmm. feel that it suppresses creativity. Mm -hmm. I feel as if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this and you're a woman who 
has that entrepreneurial bug, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you have that bug, it mm-hmm. is not necessarily going to help you. And to be honest, the best experience that you can get is to get out there, get messy, go, go in debt, try a mm-hmm. business, try another one, learn mm-hmm. from other mentors, take an online course, go to these events. I mean, that's why I do what I do is because I want the 19 and 20 year old girl to listen to my show, to go to my live event, mm-hmm. pace be brave. I want her to be at these things and realize that you didn't need to go to school and you're probably not going to learn this in college from your professor because they're in such a different world. They're not using the internet to monetize. They're not understanding the true impact of this technological revolution, which Mm -hmm. literally changed the entire trajectory Mm -hmm. of of careers and everything Mm -hmm. for people. So I'm not a fan of college, but you know (laughs) what? That's whatever. I'll be polarizing, but soon it's not, soon it's not going to be polarizing. (laughs) I am with you in so many ways. I, again, it's like, there's certain things you need it for, but gosh, there's so much, like you said, it can be so much like following and it's huge to know that. And, you know, I even say like, um, social, not even social media, but just the internet space, it like levels the playing field in so many ways. And it opens up possibilities that I think most don't even really think exist because they think they have to have this like, you know, massive amount of followers or this or that. And it's like, man, no, just like go skin your knees a little bit and try stuff. If you truly feel that in your heart, again, like I, I have like, I always struggle with how to say this because I'm like, man, I'm so much about like, go try the entrepreneurial thing. But I also want to always encourage women who maybe aren't necessarily there that it's like your job's still so key and important. There's not one that's better than the other. But if you know that that's in you or you feel it in you, don't suppress it just because you feel like, well, like this is what I'm supposed to do. It's like, that's a lie. I think we've told ourselves. I actually was talking with my husband the other day and he goes, I heard, he heard a quote the other day. I don't remember who said it, but it was basically like live um, until you're 30 live like basically to go bankrupt. And that's like, sounds like horrible financial advice. And so it's like to clarify the idea is take risks because you can start over when you're this early in your life. And so in our twenties, like, let's do that. You know, like that's not to say like, put your family in a horrible situation or be careless or reckless, but it's to say like, don't be afraid to take some risks just like you did because look like things can happen, but you can't get the rewards that you hope for without the risks that are required. So I guess that leads me to ask the next part of this story. Cause obviously you didn't take that, that advisor's advice. You've blazed your own trail, but I'm sure that's not without a few bumps in the road because I remember you, I don't know if I read this or where is that, but did you say that your first business didn't make money? Yeah. So (laughs) my brother and I started a food distribution company. That was one of the first businesses that we launched together. And yeah, I mean, it, it did good for a while, but then we went in the red and it was just, it it was a lot. Don't ever go into the food industry, ladies. PSA. It's a very weird, difficult industry. Launch an online course. It's a lot smarter. There's less overhead, (laughs) right? Salmon, salmon foils. That's still enough (laughs) risk. That's still enough risk without like totally jeopardizing everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Salmon spoils and goes bad. Uh, your online course, it doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't go bad. Such a good truth. You won't lose as much money, but it, it, it just shows that you go through things. And I put a lot of heart, sweat and tears on the line for that. And mm. he put money up and it's just, um, it's, it's a scary situation. And I was only 22, 23 and I didn't know what we were doing. I just knew I was really passionate to get into that. So we, we make jokes about it now and we realize that we learned from it and that's really the best that you can do. And you can't expect the road of entrepreneurship to be linear. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so true. The road of anything to be linear, but specifically when you're trying to create your own path and you're trying to navigate your own 
passions, gifts, abilities, and opportunities. <laughs> it's like you're going to take some hard left turns that maybe weren't the best, but always end up bringing you to where you need to go. So, yep. so, so yep. good. And you're going to hit those buttons. 100%. 100%. <laughs> well, I love that you didn't let that stop you and that you've continued to kind of just find the next thing and go for it and keep refining until you found even the right spots, at least for now. I'm sure they'll change again. But I'm curious, tell me – how not only you picked yourself up from that specifically, but the steps that you took to begin building your extremely successful brand and business that you now have today. I mean, you, you're like the marketing ninja, you're killing it. Mm. What are some of those tangible steps? What are a few of those things that have kind of been pivotal throughout that journey? Mm, like things that have really um, helped me the most? Yeah, or? like kind of move the needle for you. You know, like, you know, you've obviously mm. gone from, okay, this did not go so well to now I'm, hey, I'm 23 trying to figure out the next thing. And now here you are, you know, six years later with a super successful yes. company, you know, multiple things going on. How yeah. did you go from point A to point B? Obviously, I know that's a really long nonlinear journey, but were there any points or certain steps yeah. along the way that were more pivotal, pivotal or memorable than others? Yeah, I would say for me, it's constantly been obviously mentorship, but it's also been me really digging deep into what really sets my soul on fire because I believe in order to be successful, you have to learn how to be consistent Mm -hmm. and consistency only happens when you're enjoying the process. That's why I really infuse fun, play, laughter, silliness, goofiness into everything I do. My audience knows that. And it's, it's for a good reason. It's to maintain this consistency, but there's been parts of what I've done in my business that I didn't love. And I always, always will choose joy and what I love versus just what makes me the most money because I'm, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I'm not really motivated by my, by money. I'm more motivated by fun, but uh-huh. that that's been the thing for me, like private coaching. I did that for a long time. It went very well financially. It was great. I, I helped women monetize their business, but I just, I don't love it. I don't love the intimate coaching. And so for me, I had to say, okay, what's next for me? Oh, an event that feels better. That feels more in line with what I want to do and, and my mission. And so it's always been me checking in with my gut and I call it chasing or following the butterflies, which means I just keep doing the next thing that feels really, really exciting for me. Mm -hmm. And I ask myself, what's in my highest excitement right now? Oh, an event. Okay, cool. Oh, launching a physical product line. Okay, cool. Launching a show. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm able to do kind of like you, I I feel like we're both super multi-passionate and Mm -hmm. no, I didn't do them all at once, but I layer things on because it was the next exciting thing. And Mm -hmm. the only way you're going to push through fear, I think is with a little bit of fun and learning how to manage that anxiety around it. And, um, you have to know your personality type. I think becoming self-aware has been really, really beneficial for me too, because I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at in business. I know what I do and what's my zone of genius. And then I know Hmm. what I really need to outsource and not do. And that's helped me to be successful as well as I learned how to build a team. Hmm. I have had such a refining experience with that, like you just said this year. So I'm glad that you brought that up because really, I think so much of business, we hear business and it sounds so fancy and corporate and whatever, like, or overwhelming or exhausting or like all about money. And it's like, no, I think a lot of actual, like business is, um, teaches you a lot of life skills. And I think it also really kind of shows you a mirror of like who you are and what you're truly capable of and what you need to focus on and what lane you should be running in after trying to do a lot of wrong things, meaning things that you're really not good at or that really aren't your zone of genius. It actually, I think, reveals that to you a lot sooner 
than perhaps other things because you're at first you're kind of wearing all the hats and you're trying to do it all. And so for anyone who is maybe wanting to start their own boutique or who has started their own photography company or any endeavor that, you know, you're going through, I think that's so key to remember is what do you know about yourself? And are you in denial of that? Because I think sometimes we can think like, no, I can do it all. Like I rock at everything. I got this. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, you don't. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, no, 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 you don't. And I've realized that now, I mean, I'm very visionary, big picture, creative, front end of business marketer. I am not same logistics details, same. back end, any of that. And so knowing that has been really powerful. So then I can just say, okay, well, I need to hire people to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt this episode, but I just want to tell you about a really cool resource Matt and I recently discovered, especially as recent homeowners, called Modsy. Now think about your home for a sec. Now try to imagine it looking way better. It's hard, right? It's impossible for about 99% of the population to really imagine their way into a better looking space. That's why we need Modsy. (laughs) Matt and I recently bought an old farmhouse last year and we have spent the last several months thinking through what we want to do with a guest bedroom or how we want to build out a master closet or all these other projects, but it's so hard to visualize what everything would look like in that space. But Modsy is the revolutionary online interior home design service that starts at just $69. That's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the cost of hiring an interior designer. And it's so much easier and honestly, way cooler. Here's how it works. You just take a few photos and measurements of your space, furniture, and all of that. Then you take their style quiz and the Modsy designers create two custom design plans for you. Modsy's groundbreaking 3D technology lets you see different layouts and actually tour your virtual space before you ever make a single change. With their price matching guarantee and exclusive savings, you can shop all the beautiful furniture in your Modsy designs at once from one easy checkout. So you don't have to try to go find it at all the stores and all the places, it's all there for you. And you get unlimited revisions too. Modsy guarantees that you land on a design you love or you get your money back. So as Matt and I are now designing and really thinking through these new home projects we wanna be doing, we are using Modsy and it is the coolest and I can't wait to give you an opportunity to try it out for yourself. This month only, when my listeners go to modsy.com, start a design project and use the code SHE, S-H-E, you will get 20% off. That's 20% off for my listeners at modsy.com with the code SHE. M-O-D-S-Y dot com with the code SHE. Go check it out. Okay, curious. You are basically a marketing guru. I love your little Instagram. I'm a marketing ninja. I'm like, okay, I can I can roll with you because I just love marketing. I think it's, to me, it's yeah. so much about relationship building. And I think we hear marketing and it can sound slimy or it can sound, it's so, it's just required, it requires being savvy and being relational and connective. Um, so I'm curious, why, you know, or I guess the best way I can ask it is, you know, obviously all businesses need marketing, all that stuff, but you compare it to dating. (laughs) Why that analogy? Give me a little like insight into that. I love it. I love it. So this is my new keynote, basically about the relational aspect of marketing and, and how marketing is, is dating. It's exactly the same. They run completely parallel to the building of the relationship, to the courting process, to the follow-up, to the consistency to, you know, a lot of the times in marketing, a lot of these companies rely on the left brain metrics when really they're missing the most valuable piece of the puzzle, which is this right brain, this emotional aspect Mm -hmm. when emotions are what drive the customer behavior. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you're not going to try to ask for the 50 K sale within 
the first date or the first email, quote unquote. So when you're building an audience and you're thinking of your your offers, really thinking of it as as how you're going to nurture these people versus how can I sell them right away. Mm-hmm. And so I see it almost like this dance and it's this courtship, right? And it's it's like this uh, this little dance between building that relationship, giving them what they want, speaking their language, mm-hmm. but then also presenting them with the offer when it's right, if it's a good fit. Right. And so, yeah, I found this correlation between the two. So I'm really excited to start bringing some content around this because I'm like, why aren't people talking about this? They're exactly the same. They're yeah. literally, that. that's why marketing is marketing is because it's, it's a human to human game. And when you understand humans, you can crush it in marketing and sales. I truly believe the only reason I'm great at marketing and sales is because I really understand humans, why they buy, why they don't buy, Mm -hmm. why they like things, why they don't like things. And so when I have those glasses on, I'm able to sell without it feeling like sales. I'm just going on a date with my customer and I'm treating her really well. And I, I know what she needs, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's so it's so relational. And I love that piece too is actually knowing what someone needs because I often – I was talking about this not too long ago. Like even let's – even just within the social media space, right? I think a lot of people immediately are like, I have this offer available. I have this. I have this thing. And it's like, okay, um, back it up a little bit because it's it's like first you're not you're not really trying to inspire. Like I think a lot of people think marketing needs to be either really flashy and inspirational or it needs to be – really like great at like quote unquote selling and I'm like both are off it's actually a way to problem solve in a relational way when you can look Mm -hmm. at marketing as how am I I'm not going to look at it as inspiring and I'm not going to look at it as selling I'm going to look at it as like what problem am I actually helping someone solve and how is that somewhat related to what I can actually offer them if they want to go even further and like go Mm -hmm. you know and so in the same way I think we mess that up a lot and I love that you kind of put it in the relational context and understanding what people care about what they don't and then how do you actually present maybe your expertise and what you can help problem solve, you know, that with them, um, well, you yeah. can approach anything that way. It's more effective for relationships. Hey, that's just like a pure relationship, uh, one one But then if you can bring that into anything that you're trying to do, whether it's a side hustle, a small business, your, you know, full-blown company, whatever, even your nonprofit, I think like even nonprofits have to market, even churches have to market, like all organizations have to connect with humans. And I think a lot are relying on the flashy, the, you know, impressive, the inspirational or the hard sell, hard sell, hard sell. And like, we're missing it if you're not actually thinking about problem solving. So I love that you touch on that because I think that's huge. Absolutely. And on all of us women listening to this have had a situation where you went on a date with a guy, he was super creepy. It was way too much, too fast, mm-hmm. too soon, or he didn't follow up. He didn't call. It's no different than someone spamming your inbox saying, buy this right now or else, or mm-hmm. you do buy something and there's no follow-up, there's no follow-through, there's no connection. And you didn't feel like you were talked to as a human. You felt like it was a robot. Again, this is all a situation of a really bad date. And mm-hmm. I've been on hundreds of them. And I was just like, ah, this is horrible, right? <laughs> and so knowing it's pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. So, so true. Okay, I think this is a really appropriate place to ask this question then because I get this question a lot. And I think it very much relates to what we're talking about. And that is, what is your number one tip to growing a loyal following or a loyal audience? I love it. This is the million dollar question, isn't it? It oh, always is love- the million dollar question. <laughs> Oh, and we'll, we'll jam on this. Maybe I'll save this for, for you on my show, but, um, oh, something different always comes through whenever I answer this, but it always comes back to, I'll give you the unsexy time, consistency, keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Literally. It's a long game. It's a long game. Like literally you have to do it for years and years. That's the unsexy side, but Mm -hmm. 
what comes through for me is authenticity. And I know that word is being thrown around a lot right now, but I feel as if the reason my tribe is so loyal is because they, they do know me and there's this integrity between Angie Lee and who I am in person and then who I am online. And it's, it's no different. And I really feel this sense of building a, a tribe is a game of who can present the most educational niche specific content, but then also do it in a way that's enjoyable and that's easy to digest and that they feel like is their, their friend. You know, I'm constantly doing, I call it the 50, 50 split split of friend and teacher, which means I'm the girl next door. You could hang out with me. I'm I'm your girl, whatever. I'm, I'm you, you're me. We're the same person. I'm not above you. Mm-hmm. I'm no different. I just figured it out. But then I'm also an inspiration in the fact that I did figure some things out and I'm a teacher and I'm a leader and I educate. And so I'm constantly vacillating between those two in my content. It's on a subconscious level now as a creator, but in the beginning, it was more so intentional with balancing those two. So I think for the women listening, if you can balance those two really nicely, you win sales because here's the deal. You could be an influencer and you could be very, very educational, but if someone doesn't feel that human connection Mm -hmm. with you, I don't believe the sale is made and sales is made from the heart, not the head. And at the end of the day, someone has to really just like you. They just Mm -hmm. have to like you as a person to want to buy from you. Mm -hmm. And that's just the reality of humans. So if you're not being you, and being your full expressed self, and and that can be polarizing, weird, quirky, shy, whatever that is. Well, you're never going to develop that communication or that connection in order to really generate sales. So so true. I think what you just hit the nail on the head was with is you. A lot of times we'll focus too much on one or the other, and this is something that I'm for sure going to be sharing when I talk more about just the art of creating content that connects and that actually converts and turns people not Mm -hmm. only into like passive followers, but true. Like I call them friends (laughs) because I feel like Mm -hmm. fans is like still too distant for me. Like again, when you're creating a loyal following, like you want to create friends, like they might be fans, but they're going to need to feel more like friends and people that are like your people. Um, Whether there's two of them or 2000 of them or 200,000 of them, I think keeping that in mind, you know, it, it helps that consistency piece, it makes consistency easy, but that, you know, too much of just connection or too much of just education, it's like both kind of miss the beat a little bit. So that finding that hybrid of how can you still, you know, gain somebody's attention, give them the tools or the lessons or the advice that they need, and then empower them with the personal element to take that next step, you know? And it's like, I think that's kind of the art and the dance that we have to do no matter what we're putting out into the world, even when we're recording podcast episodes, like that's what we're doing right now, you know? And so I think it's just leaning into people who have done it before too and learning from them because I think a lot of times we like to try to do things on our own. (laughs) Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And I think, okay, I think this is a really good spot because I want to talk about, you have an event called Paid to Be Brave and, or it pays to be brave, right? and um, love it. Um, And it's so true because like exactly what it says, taking that step of courage, taking that step of boldness, having, you know, being brave and putting yourself out there, there is payback for that. There is reward for that, whether that's monetarily or from a personal growth standpoint or both. And so I'm curious, um, you know, just within the context of what we're talking about, how do you, like this whole authenticity thing, you know, I think a lot of that, not only authenticity, but also going out on a limb and starting something, you know, I know a lot of women are in a place where maybe they've just started something and they're feeling stuck or they're wanting to start something and they don't know where to start. Um, and I think a lot of that can come down to insecurity and also feeling a little bit, um, afraid of messing it up or starting small and putting themselves out there. I think that can, I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, like it can still be sometimes challenging to put yourself out there, right. To remain 
human and, you know, not distant and not sometimes when it gets exhausting, want to shut down and say, everybody leave for two hours, you know, um, how do you, how do you continue to put yourself out there and tell me a little bit about this idea of pays to be brave? Cause I think that's so, so key. Mm, yeah. Bravery and courage is the fuel for entrepreneurship and it's the fuel source that you need the entire time, mm-hmm. regardless of what happens. And for me, it's always been really weighing out the pain of regret. I believe that a lot of us are living this life of what we were supposed to do, what our parents told us to do instead of really doing what we want to do. And I, I realize that the pain of regret is worse than the pain of starting something and the fear of starting something. Mm-hmm. And I'm ruthlessly committed to one, never feeling that pain of regret if I didn't help these women and, and pursue this calling that I have and this mission that I have. You know, it's not a job for me. It's a it feels like a responsibility and a calling. And that's always been really in the back of my mind is, is almost like a a choice, but not a choice in a Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. And then I also think it's important to keep in mind that, you know, it's, it's interesting. There's like this concept of, of fear, fear, uh, like the failure to start, right. The Mm -hmm. fear to start because you're afraid of messing up and not looking perfect and realizing that anybody who has ever done anything, they had to look they had to look stupid first. They had mm-hmm. to fall on their face, mm-hmm. right? I always make this joke. I always think Beyonce poops at the end of the day, which means like, <laughs> no, no, nobody is anybody. Like you, you you're yeah. not yeah. right at the end of the day. It doesn't really matter. And mm-hmm. so I think once I realized that and demystified being something or doing something or trying something, I realized that anybody could do it. And if anybody can do it, why not me? Mm-hmm. Like, why not me to do that? And that's what I love empowering women around is why not you? Somebody has to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So why not you? Right. <laughs> and that's future me. And then creating this event is really about obviously business and marketing, but it's also a confidence event. And the fact that I get you to take action, I get you to step through into that space of, of overcoming the fear and putting your mission in front of the fear. If your fear is bigger than your why, then you're never going to do it. So if I thought, I think of my vision for my life or my mission, it's pretty big. It's pretty scary, but it's still bigger than any of these little silly fears that I have along the way. Mm -hmm. And so that always takes precedent. And that's so important to have the vision clear, whether that's a vision board, have it right in front of you every day. So when you do face these fears, you know that you have something that you're, you're doing it for. And, and the other thing I love to say about fear this is one of my favorite things, whether this is having a kid, I assume, I assume well, maybe not having a kid. I haven't had a kid yet. But <laughs> I, I love to give that example to moms, but my, my favorite thing about fear is it's never as bad as it seems. And what I mean by that is it's never as bad as it really seems. How many times have you done something in life mm-hmm. that you were so afraid to do? You were so terrified and you get there and you go, Oh, it wasn't that bad. That's mm-hmm. so weird. Why did I freak out? Mm-hmm. Why did I freak out? It's oh, girl. Just, it's the yes. same thing. It's the same thing in business. Oh my God, I'm going to put on this huge event. And what if this, and like, I'm like, Oh, that wasn't that bad. Oh, I'm going to start this show. And what if no one listens? And what if I can't figure out the tech? And mm-hmm. it wasn't that bad. It wasn't rocket science. Oh, what if I launched this course and then no one signs up or how do I make it look nice? Or how do I, it wasn't that bad. And you're not going to know until you're there, you have to jump in order to see if you can swim and not even see if you can, you will, you're going to have to swim. You have no other choice. Right. Right. But it's like, until you jump, you won't know. And so it's literally this information paralysis and this paralysis that our brain goes through. And it, it, it inhibits people from living their their dream life because they rather stay comfortable Mm -hmm. than do something incredible. It's so much easier to stay in a relationship that you're kind of okay with. It's so much easier to stay in a nine to five. That's okay. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to leave something that's good for great. And that's really my mission with Paisley Brave is 
to get these women. And they do every, every year they, they raise their hand and say, I'm, I have a nine to five that I, it's okay, but I'm not thriving. And this isn't really what I'm here to do. And so giving them the courage to pick up their stuff and to, to launch the business Mm -hmm. is really my dream and my vision. I always joke around and say my two things that I'm here to do at the end of the day, like beyond all this, like launching a course, speaker, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I'm truly just here to be a mirror and to be a match. And so what that means is I'm a mirror for women to see what's possible. I see her. I'm empathetic. I am her. She sees a part of herself in me and that's why she feels confident. And then I'm a match. And then I'm just here to light a fire under you and just give you the courage you needed to take the next step. I'm not taking necessarily maybe the step with you, but I'm here to to boost you. I'm here to be your catalyst. And so I always joke and say my events basically just to, you know, I'm a mirror and I'm a match, but that's about it. (laughs) Mm. So good though. I think those are two really important things. You need someone to show you what's possible and then kind of kick you in the butt and get you going, (laughs) to be honest. Yep. So so good. It's so good. Well, I am super excited. I'm going to be a Pace to be brave this year. Yes. We're going to have you speaking there. Yes. It is going to be so much fun. So if anyone listening is like, I need that next step, or I am so wanting to start and I'm ready to start and take those, you know, those action steps, but also need the encouragement and to see what's possible and to understand that I am capable, check out Pace to Be Brave because we're going to rock it. It's going to be so much fun. Woo! Yeah, wait. It's gonna be great. I am so thankful for you, Angie, and just the way that you are giving women the tools that they need to succeed. That's such a big part of my mission and my why too. And it's so fun to see when women get results. And I'm stoked to see what's not only gonna come from Pace to Be Brave, but just all that you're gonna continue to do for women. So tell all my girls where they can find you if they need more of those tools, resources, or just some butt kicking motivation. Where can they find you? Yeah. Angie Lee.com or on IG. That's where I hang out all day. Angie Lee show on IG. And then paisybrave.com is, is the info for the event. And I can't wait to see you guys come see Jordan, come see me. It's truly, you know, I went to hundreds of events. I've, I've been to basically every business personal development event and nothing existed like this, where it was fun it was female personal development, but also a business event that wasn't boring. And I was like, why doesn't this exist? Hmm. And so I created it. And it's now one of the largest female personal development and business events. And it's a party. And it's like, why did this, why did this not exist? That's awesome. I'm <laughs> so if you so guys want to party and learn how to run your business, it's time. We'll see you there. <laughs> We're gonna have a blast. I love it. Well, thank you so much for blessing our she community with your wisdom, with your encouragement, with your knowledge, and also for sharing your awesome event with us. I think it's going to be amazing. Oh, I love you guys. See you there. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content, and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.